to the Happiest Places to Work podcast. I'm Amy Dix, international best-selling author, speaker, and founder of Choose Happy. We create and build insanely happy workforces for companies around the world. We believe that by creating better people at work, they will create better businesses and better businesses build a better world. Stick around to the end of the show. We'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the most inspiring podcasts in 15 to 20 minutes. Let's go. Hello, all you crazy happy people out there. Welcome to another episode of Happiest Places to Work. Today, I have the co-founder and CEO of Trinamix, Amit Sharma. And it's so great to meet you, see you. I, I love your background. If only, if only that were the real background, right? So happy Friday. Uh, what city is that behind you? Happy Friday, everyone. It's, it's Los Angeles downtown. And uh, do you have offices downtown Los Angeles? Actually, we do. Um, we are based out of San Francisco, Bay Area, okay. but uh, we have a branch uh, in Southern California, but it's not there. You know, it's totally fake. <laughs> uh, my view from my office does not look like that. <laughs> And for the listeners out there, just to paint this picture, we all love the virtual backgrounds, but this one is absolutely gorgeous. It looks like uh, you are sitting in a high-rise building with a amazing view of downtown LA behind you. So you're based out of San Francisco, and Trinamix has a location or an office also in LA, but you have more locations than that as well. So um, you are a worldwide company, correct? That's correct. Yeah, we are headquartered here in California. Um, two offices here, uh, and we have a few more offices, uh, small ones, sales offices in the East Coast. Uh, and we have an office in uh, Canada, um, Calgary, and then we have an office in Melbourne, Australia. We have one in Tokyo and uh, Japan. Uh, we have one in London, UK, and then we have two more offices in India, <laughs> in, uh, in Pune and Hyderabad. Awesome. Love it. So when um, so when you started Trinamix in 2009, what kind of led you to start the company? And give us a little uh, bit of an overview of what Trinamix is. Yeah. So Trinamix is a supply chain uh, implementation or supply chain uh, consulting company. So we work with uh, customers to improve their supply chain that includes, you know, forecasting processes, MRP processes, supply chain execution, distribution um, manufacturing, and uh, also, you know, sometimes uh, transportation optimization. Um, we implement Oracle. So we use Oracle's base software to improve the efficiency in supply chain for these companies. And we have uh, around 200 customers worldwide, uh, around 150 in North America. Um, we, we, you know, those range from large companies like Cisco, Facebook, um, and to, to small companies that are, let's say, size of 50 million to 100 million. So we work with them we, and make sure that they are able to improve their processes to get the biggest bang for the buck. And, uh, you know, uh, things are automated, they're optimized, so people are not doing repetitive work. And, you know, they have their KPIs defined clearly so that there is high efficiency across the board. Awesome. And what, what did you do prior to starting Trinamix? So I was working with uh, with another firm, which was similar to Trinamix. Mm -hmm. And then um, um, I, I spent um, four years in Tokyo implementing supply chain for Sony Semiconductors, spent a year in France 
working for another company implementing and improving their supply chain. And 2009, I realized that, hey, we need to do that. I need to do that on my own. <laughs> so I found two other people who were, you know, <laughs> of similar thinking process and we started Trenomics. Amazing. Okay. So let's talk about what are some of the things, first of all, how many employees do you have? So right now we have 304 employees. 304. Yes. 304 employees. Okay. At what point do you kind of realize that the happiness of your employees, the mental health of your employees is an important thing? Like, is this something that came to you early on or uh, did you have to grow a little bit, maybe experience some pains along the way uh, before you realized? No, I mean, it, it was always important. It was always important. But then when we started the company first two or three years, it was just as founders, you know, finding businesses here and there. Um, and, and at that time, we were working really hard. At that time, we were also, um, you know, uh, supporting the customer that we were working with. We were selling, we were marketing, we were delivering. It was just three of us. And at that time, uh, we worked 16, 17 hours, but we were really passionate. We were the founders. So, uh, you know, worrying about somebody's happiness didn't even come to our mind because we were very happy with what we were doing. But then as we started hiring people, then we realized, you know, they are not founders. They, are, they, they can't yeah. kill themselves, right? right? That's when, you know, we started having those discussions. Hey, you know, this person is up. It's, it's, it's 1 a.m. in the night. You know, he is not founder, right? Think about him. And then we, we kind of started to have some structure where uh, we worry about, you know, how people feel about working with us. Mm-hmm. And, and even though people were not founders, you know, who joined us, but they were extremely passionate. They were as passionate as we, as we were. So we worked day and night. Uh, but then we started to put, you know, systems and processes in place so that we don't compromise people's, you know, personal life, you know, health and happiness even though we have lots of fun as we work, during the work, we enjoy a lot. But then we want also people to go back to the family, to, to their kids and have time there. So we yeah. started to put those processes, you know, uh, maybe 2013. That's when we actually hire a lot of people from outside our team, grew to around uh, 40, 50 people. And we started to put these processes in place. Love it. I think something is so key in what you said, which is, you know, as founders, as executive leaders, sometimes like our connection to the company is going to be different than the other employees. So even though um, as a founder, you might be working till 1am because it is your life, but you you're happy doing that, right? Like, so there's like this line that's blurred between uh, work life and personal life. And I think that you know, as we stand in 2021, um, that, or at the time of this interview is 2021, but is that, you know, I think like 10 years ago, we used to say like, leave your personal stuff at the door, right? Like leave your personal life at the door, come and work to work. I don't really believe that. I just think that work, like, I don't believe in work-life balance. I just believe in life balance. And so, because we bring so much of ourselves to work, whether we are an employee or we're a founder, it doesn't matter. Our lives still trickle into work. So I love that you said that. And I think that there's like a really big distinguishing factor between, um, between those two. So what types of things? Let me, let me, let me say that. um, So it was a thinking process that we started to have that, Hey, you know, they need to have their life. But we were lucky. We were lucky that as we have been working for the last 12 years, they never let us, you know, feel that difference. 
it's 1am whether we are you know as for founder or somebody who joined the company like 6 months ago we always felt that everybody is so passionate everybody is mm. so committed it's it's everyone's company so even though we feel that we shouldn't you know pressurize the people but right now if you call anybody in chenamix you know and they will say it's, it's my company it's my family so they never let you you know feel that you know they are any different from you and and this is what we love about you know working in chenamix yeah you just gave me the goosebumps when you said that like it's everyone's company oh that's so cool um and you know i think a lot of that probably you know kudos to you and 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 your whoever is hiring um your team because you know i think it probably really starts in the beginning um at least that's where it starts you know you've got to continue the process so what types of things are you looking for when you hire people so that they that they continue on this message of you know we're all family it's everyone's company yeah i mean we definitely look for that feeling because even though we are now you know 300 people we we still work like family um so the compatibility passion you know working style doing more than what's you know bare minimum require you know having that you know a spirit we look for those things you know in 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 today's world you know um it's easy to learn things it's information is free you can always google and get things done but then the motivation and the excitement and going the you know walking that extra mile to make you know customer happy to make you know the colleague happy or make somebody you know they you're responsible for happy we'll we look for those you know um those those qualities so that's why we were very you know unlike many of our you know competitors or other companies in the industry we were one of the first ones to hire you know freshers so every year we hire freshers um in india you know in the us uh we we start with people who have no experience we go to the schools we and look for the right people we look we look for that excitement uh we look for those people who don't want to hide behind you know brands hey i want to join a big company and then hide behind that and then relax you know we want to say that hey i don't care about the brand i i want to build my own brand right so we look for those people and you know we walk with them uh, extra mile and then as a small company we don't have you know a lot of uh, you know hierarchical structure um so we we believe in flat organization there are cases where people with one or two years of experience directly you know uh managing the customers managing some of our large engagements just because they love it and we can see that passion feel that you know energy in them our customers can feel that energy in them so we allow them to grow and mm-hmm. and play bigger roles amazing i mean it, it sounds like you kind of took on this idea that hey we're going to do it this way despite how others do it right in kind of being like a leader there in your industry so that kind of leads me to this question what it, what do you think is the most outdated advice right now in your industry um the outdated advice would be do things as everybody else has done you know so do it just because that's how it's been done you know last you know 15 20 years we right. um we are into an industry which is which is traditional we are in supply chain supply chain is all about distribution manufacturing those are not like exciting topics you know you, it's not like you know, it's not social media yeah. but at the same time as as you see right things have changed dramatically right the supply chain distribution everything has changed with new technology the way we order now you see the amazon experience right when you order things and it gets delivered to your home 
it's way different from how it was, you know, 15 years ago, 10 years ago. So there is a big transformation. And, and right now we are employing all these new ideas, new technology, new way of thinking into delivering solution to our customers. So again, um, we, we are at this stage where things have to be defined, you know, based on today's generation, based on today's technology. And I won't, you know, look back at those standards which were created 30 years ago to, to recommend and drive our supply chain solution with our customers. Yeah, when I, uh, <laughs> it reminds me, when I was in distribution, so my degree is in industrial distribution. And I remember like our professors being like, you're not getting into a sexy industry. Like if you think <laughs> yes. that, that, that this is not the degree for you, you know? And I, but I loved every minute of it. Uh, I, I loved like going down into the warehouse and um, just, you know, working with uh, all the employees and, and the customers in this kind of like non-sexy industry, because I think of th- there's a lot of cool things in the industry. Like you said, like technology is advancing. So it's cool to see like what, we could do just as a distribution center, let's say, like what we could do from the moment I started working for them to 10 years later when I left, like it was, it was different, just like you said with Amazon. And, but more than that, it's like, it's the message, right? It's like, it's, it's what we get to do because without distribution, without supply chain, this world doesn't really go around. (laughs) Right, right. It's all very important. I get to tell my kid, hey, you know, my son, the, the burger that you're eating right now, we designed the distribution process. Really? You know, that is not exciting, but it is very exciting to me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I agree. I agree. So where do you see Trinomix like investing um, your resources to in the future? Like, where do you see those investments going? Yeah, so we we are always, you know, continuously working on new technology and the new trends. So some time ago, you know, there was a heavy investment on on-prem applications. We used to implement that. Now we are all almost 90% into cloud. We are working into cloud applications only uh, as they are, you know, easy plug and play. You don't have to maintain hardware. So we have already moved to that. And now we are working on a, another set of new generation of, you know, applications, you know, IoT, AI, ML, where system is predicting a lot of things, you know, for you. So we are working with some some really leading brands. For example, you know you how you let's say uh, when you go to Amazon.com, you know what things you see you know in, in front of you. You you see that hey this product was available to be shipped after you know two weeks. Now suddenly it is available to ship you know in one day. How did that happen, right? So doing some of that, um, getting the data, customer data, analyzing that, you know, doing AI ML on those. And then generating some really good conclusions and recommendations for the end customers to have the customer delight. So, you know, everything is, uh, you know, um, uh, in, in, in line with what, you know, we are trying to do. Yeah. Uh, so that's so great. I think the word alignment is such a powerful word and one like in business that, I don't know. Sometimes I feel like decisions are made that are not necessarily in alignment, whether it comes from like, uh, technology that we're investing in or the way we service our customers or the happiness of our employees. It's like, sometimes if we don't have like those values and that, you know, whatever that North star is, then we make decisions that are not aligned. So super powerful word um, that you use there. So let's say I've got a company 
uh, that is a, let's say a, dis- a distributor. So I have a sales meeting on Monday and it's an all staff meeting. I have 200 employees showing up. That's more of an event than a meeting, right. but, <laughs> but let's say, okay, but let's just say, what should I do in order to get all the employees kind of bought in to this where family, your happiness, your mental health is important to us. Like what's some advice that you have? Yeah. So, um, so how we run that in our organization, even though, you know, we don't kind of classify as a distribution company, we are more often, you know, implementation service provider. So what happens are, you know, at any point in time, so we have like the 300 employees at any point in time, they are engaged with, you know, different customers. So somebody is building a solution, as I said, for a CPG company. Uh, somebody else is building a solution for a burger company. Somebody else is advising a social media company how to buy their you know, data center equipment. So we, we deal with so much you know, in terms of um, you know, variety of work that we do. Uh, but then we, we get to collaborate and, and exchange notes and, and talk about that. Hey, today, by the way, I, I did forecasting for a company that plans for the death of the people. That's, oh my God, what does that mean? So yeah, we are working with a funeral company now because they forecast how many people are gonna die this quarter and how do I arrange the logistic for that? So sometimes these topics are not fun, but but at the same time, you see the variety of work that we do. Um, so we, um, again, uh, the people in the company, we enjoy building those solutions. Um, so we have many forums. Uh, we have you know um, the rooms, chat rooms, where we share a lot of these things that, hey, our experience, we, we spoke to this company, they do distribution this way. And have you seen anything like that? And, and we will jump in, the answer, the reply, we, we talk about innovation. But in general, we, we have monthly meetings to talk about uh, you know, personal lives. We, we have monthly meetings with all employees. Uh, we actually have, um, we have uh, uh, you know, awards like employee of the month and the the passionate person of the month, the, oh, like the new that. joinee of the month. So we have <laughs> monthly meetings and we have quarterly meetings. Um, every monthly meeting, we give 10 plus uh, awards. Anybody has, that has done a great job in terms of contribution to the company or contribution to um, you know, his or her, her colleague going extra mile, helping somebody, you know, taking somebody's work and then you know, doing it because he or she was not able to do. We definitely go and, and reward them. We also uh, have every quarter we have you know social activities. Um, we we work very closely with our partner Oracle, so we invest heavily into organizing events with them. You know, actually last Thursday we had a you know we we sponsored a big happy hour. So mm-hmm. we we invite all our local folks. So you know we had you know 20, 30 plus people from from the Bay Area. We had a drinking session uh, with with our partners there. Uh, so we do keep organizing this. Uh, our biggest strength is, is in our Pune office. They have 120 people. And every quarter, we have a big event where, you know, we organize fun things and um, and basically promote employee building. So uh, as you mentioned, right, in your all-hands meeting, we we whenever we talk for one hour, we have 30 minutes dedicated for fun and life. In a main 30 minutes, talk about the strategy and the goals and direction of the company. So we, we try to maintain that balance. 
Awesome. I love it. Okay. So I have one last question for you. If you were to describe a happy workplace in one word, what word would you use? Mm, that's a, that's a <laughs> tricky one. One word. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it Zoom, even though it is Zoom right now. <laughs> <laughs> so happy place, I would, say, I would say excitement, you know, a place where you're excited about what you're doing. Awesome. Yes, I love that. I love that. Thank you so much for being on Happiest Places to Work. And uh, we can find Trinamix at trinamix.com. That's T-R-I-N-A-M-I-X.com. And is there anything else you would like to share with our audience today? Uh, yeah, I mean, see, uh, basically, the the the, uh, the excitement and the happiness at the place is driven of the culture, um, and you know we are very diverse, uh, multicultural. You know, we have people from Japan, from Australia, from Canada, from UK, from India. Um, so we we share uh, a lot of you know um, interesting things, you know, different backgrounds, and still find you know common things, common goals, and common, you know, ways to be happy about. And um, I would, I would recommend that. Um, and bringing, you know, those values from different places, for example, from Japan, we, we, we learn the attention to the detail. Amazing, amazing. There, there's no second place where you really go so much in detail um, and, and really focus on quality. At the same time, from Australia, we learn how to have fun at the place, right? So we we combine all those learnings and we try to educate people and and that's something one of the secret sauce for for our you know success with our employee retention uh, with overall you know passion and excitement that the employees show at the workplace. That is absolutely incredible, amazing, and something I think all organizations should take note of. And I love what you said in that, um, you know, there might be different cultures coming together, but we all find like one commonality. That is the mic drop moment of this show. Thank you so much for being on Happiest Places to Work. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me here. Evie Dix here. Thank you so much for listening to the Happiest Places to Work podcast. If you are a CEO, HR director, or wellness director for a successful company and would like to be on this program, please visit choose-happy.me slash podcast slash apply. If you got something out of this interview, would you share this episode on social media? Just do a quick screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend or post it on social. If you know someone that would be a great guest, tag them on social media to let them know about the show and include the hashtag happiest places to work podcast. I love seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We are regularly putting out new episodes and content to make sure you don't miss any episodes. Go ahead and subscribe your thumbs up ratings and reviews go a long way to help promote the show and mean a lot to me and my team. Want to know more? Go to our website, choose-happy.me or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, and Instagram at Amy N. Dix. Thanks for listening. This is Amy Dix and we will see you next time.